right, we're going to jump on into our new series that kind of this is our, our 21 days of fasting and prayer series that we've started last week. Um, we've been in Isaiah 55. This has been a, a series that kind of goes along with, uh, again, the prayer and the fasting time. And uh, we've been, it, it, the title of the series is You're Invited. And last week we kind of talked about how in the scripture that we're using, kind of our text in Isaiah 55, there's some one word invitations that God is giving us through the Holy Spirit, through the prophet Isaiah, that he was used, that he kind of shared with the people of Israel back when Isaiah was walking around, and but it also applies for us today. And so as we've kind of looked at these things together, last week we kind of talked about the one word invitation called, that was come, when God invites us all to come and, and, and be a part of what he wants to do, come and experience him, come and have relationship with him. And so this morning, we're going to continue that. We're going to look at a new invitation, one word invitation that we get. So if you have your Bibles, open them up to Isaiah 55. This will be our text again for the series and for every week of the series as we go through this together. So let's read it together and kind of look at it. So again, if you have your Bibles, it'll also be up on the screen. Let's look at it together. Isaiah 55, starting with verse number one and We'll read to verse number three. It says, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we do thank you for this time. We thank you for this opportunity to come and be together. And Father, as we open your word and we look at, at these words that were, that were spoken to this prophet thousands of years ago, God, we know that your word is powerful. God, we know that your word changes lives and changes things. And God, it's amazing that something that was spoken so long ago by you still has power to change our lives today. But God, that's what your word does. And that's what your word is. It is a powerful thing that changes us and, and helps us and corrects us and disciplines us and helps us to learn about who you are. And so God, as we look at these things together, open our hearts, let the Holy Spirit just come and just, just open our minds and our hearts to the things that you desire to communicate to us. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name, amen. As we talked about last week, there's something very special about being invited. And again, last week we talked about the fact that we had been invited by God to come. This week we're going to understand and look together that you are invited by God to listen. To listen. Now, here's the deal. Um, I know that as, as a parent and, and as a child, or at least was at one time, listening is not always the easiest thing for us to do. I remember my mom and my dad saying something similar. Maybe you've said this to other people or whatever, but they've said, God gave you two ears and one mouth, therefore you should listen twice as much as you speak. I remember that, and I remember thinking, there is no possible way that I'm going to be able to accomplish that. I have a big mouth then, I have a big mouth now. But one thing I'm learning slowly is that listening is so much more important sometimes than speaking. You see, because here's the problem, I, at least for me, that I have when it comes to listening. 
if I'm too busy worried about what I'm going to say or what I'm going to, how I'm going to respond, I have stopped listening. I have basically started to formulate responses instead of having an opportunity to really hear what someone is saying. And what's amazing about what this passage is telling us, the invitation that we are being extended, is this is not someone that wants, you know, like, listen, like, we, we, we say that word, listen, listen to me. Why would you listen? Why would you hear that? And typically, it's another person telling us that. Maybe it's a parent. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's, it's a coworker or a boss or an employee, whatever it might be, or teacher. But this is a little bit different, folks. This is God Almighty saying, will you listen? Now, here's the deal. Sometimes in my life, I know you probably had this happen too. I've had people tell me, you need to listen to me. And they have not been people that really I should be listening to. Sometimes we listen to the people we shouldn't listen to and and don't listen to the ones that we should. And I'm not here to talk about who you should or shouldn't listen to in, on your, in your earthly life type of thing and the people around you. But you're being invited by God to listen to him. If there was ever anyone in your life that deserves to be listened to, it's the God who saved you, who knows it all who has your days written out in his book. Now, I want you to... Because here's the thing. How many people do you think on a daily basis will go to somebody to try to figure out what their day or their year will hold? And they'll listen to them. I remember when I was a kid. Now, I don't see these anymore because I'm not up this late, Okay. But when I was young, and some of you are going to laugh because you're going to remember this, and maybe because I know this wasn't just happening in Kansas City. But I would stay up late, maybe even when I was in college and things like that, high school, and I'd be up late watching something. You know, I should be asleep, but I'm up and I'm messing around or I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing as far as not sleeping, okay? And I'd be watching maybe an old television show on TV, and the commercials would come on. Do you remember this? And it was like a 1-900 number. Okay, and it was, call Miss Cleo. And she was supposedly Jamaican. Now, she was probably from the Bronx, or, you know, I mean, you know. And she was like, call, call me, and I'll tell you what your future will hold. Or I can't do a Jamaican accent. So anyway, it was, you know, and, and I remember thinking, like, I remember thinking then, like, in high school, like, like, there are people that actually call this woman. And they listen to her. And they plan their day and their life around what Miss Cleo says from the 1-800 number. Now listen, if you didn't know that, stop. That's crazy. For lots of reasons we're not going to get into. But God is inviting us. God is saying, will you come and will you listen to what I am saying to you? Listen, listen, to be invited to listen is an invitation to conversation with God and learning from God. This is greater than just, you know, listening to something boring or listening to something that won't affect your life or change your life. And not only that, but this invitation by God to listen is more than just even that. It's a conversation that God wants to have with you and with me. Let's look a little bit closer here. Uh, Let's kind of take our text and kind of chop it in the middle. And let's really look at this. Isaiah 55, we're going to look at the second part of verse number two and the first part of verse number three. God is pleading. He's inviting you and me. He's saying, 
listen. And then he says a little bit further, he says, listen to me. Don't listen to the world. Don't listen to other people. Don't listen to the book you read that's on your counter. Listen to me. And eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest affair. Listen, give ear and come to me, and listen that you may live. God repeats this idea several times to help us understand. He doesn't just say, listen. He says, listen. And then he says, listen to me. And then he says, listen again. And then he says something interesting here in verse number three. He gives this idea of, of saying, give ear and come to me. Some translations, depending on what you want, uh, use, use the word incline. Okay? And we have to understand that the meaning of this word. Because you see that you say, give ear. Well, what, does, what does that really mean? If your translation says, like the ESV says, incline your ear to me. What, what does that mean? Because I think that it's easy to skip over that. Okay, God, I get it. You want me to listen. But what does it mean? In the original Hebrew, the word translated incline or give ear means literally to stretch your ear out. To stretch your ear out. God is saying make your ear bigger and bigger so that you can hear what God wants to say to you. So not only are we to listen... Not only are we invited to listen, but God is saying, listen, I want you to pull your ear out a little bit and hear even more than you ever thought you could. The idea here is something like this. If you've ever gone camping or you've ever set up a tent of any kind, this is kind of the picture that the original Hebrew gives. It's this idea of taking two uh, tent stakes, okay? And instead of putting the tent stakes, now let's say you're going to set up a, an A-frame tent, okay? Everybody kind of get that idea? And you kind of take the two stakes and you kind of put them and you say, okay, I'm going to put them just wide enough for as I am sitting on my knees for me to be covered. And you go, doink, doink, like right here and right here. Some of us, that's the way we listen to God. We kind of just, kind of just barely just enough, just doink, doink right here. Okay, am I covered? I'm good. That's not what God is saying here through the Hebrew. God's basically saying, listen, I want you to pull these things out as wide as they can go. Put one way over here and stretch it as far as you can over here. Make it as big as you can so that you can hear what I'm wanting to communicate to you. All of us have been invited to this. All of us, by God, have been invited by him to say, listen, listen, I don't care where you're at with your ears. I don't care how well you think you listen. What God is inviting you to is to stretch him out even more. To hear even greater about what God wants to say. Now listen, and, I, and I'm not downplaying this in any way, shape, or form. But I want to be specific this morning because I believe God has spoken to me about being specific about this. This is not going to be in your notes, but I think it's important that you hear this. God speaks in many, many different ways. Okay? I believe that God speaks mainly through his word. Okay? And anytime we have God speak to us or maybe uh, we go to God's word and we, we check it out, okay? That's our standard, okay? So God's word is usually where he speaks to us the most. Secondly, the way God speaks to us is through other people. God will speak to you through others. But I've always said this to people, that should be a confirmation of what God has already spoken to you and congruent with what the word says. If someone says something, God has spoken to me. 
you say, okay, let's hear what, that, let's hear. Let's hear what God has, has said. And if they say something that is not congruent with God's word, you throw it in the garbage because that's where it belongs. If it is, this is typically what I'll say. I'll say, thank you for that. I will pray and let God confirm that to my heart. Because listen, although God will use people to speak to you, God is an individual God and he'll speak for himself as well. Okay? And people get in a lot of trouble a lot of times because they, they hear, well, pastor said this or, or, or this person said that. And I said pastor on purpose. And it's not congruent with what God's word says and gets us into trouble. And so listen, I get that and I know that God speaks that way. This morning, what I truly believe God is saying to us is yes, he speaks to us in his word. Yes, he speaks to us through others. But that this morning, what we're really talking about is that God wants to speak to you personally. Now, some of you go, well, does that mean that God's going to come? You know, and, this is God. Here I am. I'm going to speak to you now. Does God do that? Yeah. yeah. I've had God speak to me in an audible voice. I am certain years old. And I can tell you he's done that once in my life. One time. But he's spoken to me thousands of times with a whisper. With what a lot of times we call that still, small voice. We're going to get into a little bit more of this in a minute. But, but I think that really what God wants to say to us right now in this moment is, yes, I speak through my word. Yes, I speak through others. But what I want you to do and what I want you to understand is I want you to listen to me because I want to speak to you with that still, small voice. I want to be where you are in your car and nobody else is around you and you're not listening to the Bible and you hear my voice and you listen and you obey. So yes, he speaks in those ways. He will continue to speak in those ways. But I believe that God is really wanting us to really tune our ears into that voice that comes from him because he desires to speak to you. He wouldn't invite you to listen. Hear me if he didn't have something to tell you. And he invited us all to come and listen. But listen, there are some things we need to better accept this invitation to listen to God. There's some things that we need to do to prepare our hearts and our ears to listen better. The first of these things, we need a heart that is open, humble, and surrendered. Open, humbled, and surrendered. Because here's what I've learned. Listen, if you think you know it all, you won't listen well. If you think you've got it all figured out, if you think I don't need God, in you, God I don't need you in this particular situation or circumstance, I'll tell you right now, you're going to have a really hard time hearing God's view of that situation and circumstance. Because your mind has not, and your heart is not open to what God has to say. It's not humble to the fact that maybe you don't understand all that is taking place and it's not truly surrendered. Look what Jesus says in John 8. In John 8, 43, it says, why do you not understand what I am saying? So he's asking this question and he's asking it to a group of people and a group of Pharisees in basically John 8. It says, he says, it is because you cannot listen to my word. Why don't you understand? Because you won't listen. Now, he's speaking here to a group of people that later on in, in John 8 are literally going to accuse Jesus of being demon-possessed. 
That is a people who have stopped listening and started, they do not have a heart that is open and humble and surrendered to Jesus. And if you look at John 8, and we're not going to spend a lot of time here, but if you look at John 8 and that whole context here, here's Jesus beginning to share some, some really important things. And he says, listen, if, you know, he basically says, listen, your life isn't being congruent to how you're acting. And, and your father, you know, you're not acting like your father. And in fact, you are acting like your father because your father's not who you think your father is. Look at it. And the people lose it. They get ready at the end of John 8 to literally pick up rocks and throw them at Jesus' head. Now you go, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't have that type of heart. But you know what? There are times in our lives where we do. Maybe we don't want to hear what God has to say on the matter. We want to do what we want to do. Listen, if you have a heart like that and a mind like that, you pretty much just turn your ears off to hear what God wants to say. So when we come to him and we want to listen and we want to hear, we have a heart that is different. It is a heart that's open and it's humble. Next, we need discernment and a commitment to seek and embrace his truth, even if it may challenge our desires or our, our preconceived notions. I know that was a long one. Okay? Listen, I don't know if you've ever done this. I know I have. God, forgive me for doing it. But I go to God. And I basically say this, God, I need your help to choose a decision or I need to, I need to know your, your, your calling or what, what you need to say. But God, I want to do this. So just tell me what I want to hear. I just want to, I, I want to, I want you to agree with me. Listen, that's not listening. That's putting an ultimatum in front of God. And listen, you're not God. You have no right to put an ultimatum in front of him. And I know I do. And if we're honest, probably many of us do. And when we do that, we've stopped listening. Listen to what Tim, uh, Paul says to uh, Timothy in 2 Timothy 8.43. This is interesting. Listen to what he says. He says, for a time is coming. I would say we're probably here, folks. A time is coming when people will no longer what? Listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Instead, they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. You know one of the hardest things, listen, one of the hardest things that God sometimes wants to tell us are the preconceived notions that we have and desires that we have that quite honestly are contrary to maybe what God's word says and what God's desires are for our lives. That's a hard time to listen. But listen, it's absolutely vital a lot of times to our spiritual walk. And it's not easy. It's not necessarily fun when basically God says to an extent, no. Or you don't understand this thing right now. But listen, when we're willing to listen to God in those things, God will speak and he'll speak very clearly. The problem is, is for some of us, we are too interested in our truth or having others tell us that our truth is the truth. And we will listen to others just like Paul says to Timothy, 
and miss what God is really wanting to say. Number three, we need to cultivate a sensitivity to God's whispers and promptings, attuning our ears and hearts to his gentle voice. I, I've always liked the word, it's out there on the, the, the thing, uh, on the boards. I always like the word cultivating. Always love that word. Maybe it's because my grandfather had a big garden and I always like to watch him. And I didn't know the word at the time when you're eight, you know, but I always like to look and see him cultivating it. He would get down in the dirt and he would, he would use the rototiller or whatever and he'd dig the dirt up in the spring and he would get all the weeds and he would plant the seeds and water and do all these sort of things. And, and, and it was always great because, you know, in the fall, the harvest would come. I've always liked that word. Listen, some of us need to understand that we need to cultivate a sensitivity to God's whisper. You see, because some of us, we want to hear God in some other things when God sometimes really wants to speak to our hearts in sometimes that whisper in that quiet way. In 1 Kings, there's a prophet and, and, and Elisha is, is basically, or Elijah has just been doing some amazing things for God, but yet at this point in his life, he's kind of having a pity party. And he's run away and he's experiencing just, just some really deep kind of depression and, and things. You know, you know, God's prophet. And he's really experiencing these things. And so he's in this cave on this mountainside and God calls him out. He says, I want to talk to you. I want to, I want to help you. I want to be there for you. He basically tells him to listen to him. But listen to what happens here in 1 Kings 19. In 1 Kings 19, 11 and 12, the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now this is amazing, okay? This is like Moses stuff, you know, where Moses said, I want to see you. And God says, I'm going to pass by. And so God says, I'm going to pass by. This is, this is big. This is amazing. And then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Look at verse 12. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. A gentle whisper. Guess where the Lord was? He wasn't in the shaking. He wasn't in the fire. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the wind. He was in a whisper. Verse 13, basically, or the second part of verse 12, I can't remember which, the prophet literally covers his face at the whisper of God. Some of us, we sit there and say, God, listen, will you please just tell me? God, will you please just come in the earthquake? Will you come in the wind? Will you come in the fire? And you know what? Sometimes God does. But most of the time he comes in a whisper. And I don't know about you, but I've sit there, God, God, why? God, why don't you just make it clear? God, why don't you just, let me just drive down the road. And you know that billboard that's right down the road? Will you just put it in, hey, Aaron, this is God. Will you do this for me? Love you, God. I mean, wouldn't that be great? I mean, I think all of us, hopefully, please, hopefully, would go, yes, God, since you did it and you were very clear, yes, I will do that. But God speaks in a whisper. And here's the deal. I think why is really simple. You see, when you're whispering, you got to come close. 
And when God invites you to listen to him, he's not just inviting you to hear him. He's inviting you to come close to him and experience a closeness with him that will not come in the wind, the fire, and the earthquake. But it will come in the whisper. Listen, I don't share my whispers with you. I'm sorry, I love you, but you don't get my whispers. This woman in the front, she gets my whispers. My God gets my whispers. Why? Because as much as I love you, there's a closeness here. And there's a whisper. And when we come to God and we can hear his whisper... It's because we have cultivated a sensitivity to shutting out all the rest of the noise so that we can just hear him. God wants that for you. Do you understand the invitation that God is? Because I go hear that invitation. Oh, God wants me to listen. Okay, well, what's that look like in my mind? It's simple. It looks like a child that's sitting at a desk with a teacher with a stern look with a blackboard and chalk. Yes, I said chalk, not some silly dry erase board. And God is sitting there and he taps on the desk. All right, Mr. Nash, we have to talk about these things. We have to look at these things together. You are my son. You have done these things, and I have a problem with them. I want you to change your life. I want you to do this. And I say, yes, God. Yes, sir. Yes, absolutely, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. You know, that's not what Scripture is saying. That's not the conversation and learning that God wants to do with you and me. He wants to pull you close. And he wants to speak in a whisper. Will there be correction? Yes. Should there be correction? Yes. Will there be discipline? Yes. But there will also be love and tenderness and a whisper and a communication that God wants to do in your heart and your life. He's invited you. We talked about it last week. He wouldn't invite you if he didn't want you to come. He wouldn't tell you to come listen if he didn't have something to tell you specifically. He has something to say. And he desires sometimes to do it in a whisper. To close this out this morning, I want to kind of change a little bit, kind of change some, some um, the, kind of how we typically will do things. And I want to look at some benefits of accepting this invitation to listen. Obviously, being able to hear God's whisper and being close to him is one of those types of things. But, but I want to look at these together. And what we'll do is we're going to start with a passage of scripture. And then we'll kind of, kind of take that first. And then we'll look at a point that kind of helps us understand a couple things. So, so let's look at some of these benefits of listening to God. Start with John 10. In John 10, 27, we kind of talked about this last week. And the idea of coming and the shepherd. and uh, Or actually. So that was um, a couple weeks ago we talked about uh, Psalm 23 but he says this is my sheep listen to my voice they listen to my voice listen hear me here I don't know if you're going to be a very good sheep if you won't listen to the shepherd okay a sheep will listen to the shepherd and not only listen to his voice God knows us and they will follow we will follow him Okay, so, so in that concept, in that verse, we're, we're seeing a couple things. Number one, or this is the point I want to pull out of that. When we listen, we open ourselves up to direction, correction, and care. But you got to listen, okay? You got to let Jesus be your shepherd, okay? Listen, don't be a goat. Goats don't listen to the shepherds. There's no such thing as a goat shepherd, 
but they're sheep shepherds. Why? Because goats won't listen. They do their own thing. Sheep listen to the shepherd. And there's been times in my life where I've had to look at myself honestly and go, listen, Aaron, are you being a sheep right now or are you being a goat? Because a sheep will listen. And he'll listen to the direction of the shepherd. He'll listen to the correction of the shepherd. And he'll let the shepherd care. Because here's the deal. The way that sometimes the shepherd shows his care and love for us is direction and correction. But we got to listen. And when we do, God will lead us and direct us and show us the ways to go and care for us in that process. Another benefit. Let's look at Jeremiah 33.3. In Jeremiah 33.3, it says this. God is speaking here. He says, call to me and I will answer you. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you to hear somebody say, you gotta listen. I'll tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. What does that mean? When we listen, we open ourselves up to understanding God's plans and purposes for our lives. He'll speak to us. He'll tell us the things we don't know. So many of us are looking for what's the plan? What, where do I go from here? And, and purpose. What's my purpose? Where am I supposed to be, God? What have you called me to do? Listen, when we come to God and we'll, we come to him and listen to him, he'll tell us those things. But we got to listen. So many of us will sit there and say, God, God, why won't you tell me? God, why won't, why won't, you, why won't you tell me what my purpose is? Why, why won't you tell me what I'm supposed to do? Or blah, 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 blah. And we are never listening Remember, listening is a part of a conversation. And for some of us, we're really good. Listen, and this is a weird way to put it. Maybe it's not the right way, so forgive me if I don't put it just quite right. We're great prayers, but we're not at the same time. Because our prayer life is 98% us speaking and 2% us listening. Listen, the greatest prayer warriors I have ever experienced in my life speak maybe 20% of the time and listen, 80. Truly. You know, some of us, we're not okay with silence in our prayer life. And we need to get better at that. Because in those minutes, in those moments, guess what God does? He whispers. Not only there but at other times. And so as we allow God to speak to us, the plans and the purposes for our lives will come forth from him. But we've got to listen. And we've got to be willing to allow our plans to take a back seat to God's plans. Because here's what I found. A lot of times, people will come to me and they'll start talking. I don't know what my purpose is or my plan is. And we'll kind of start to unpack some things. And here's the thing. They know what their plan and what God's purpose is for their life is. They just don't want that plan and that purpose for their life. And look, I've been there. I, some of you know this. I'm not going to get into all this, the, the minutia of this story. But just trust me. I love you. But, but this, this, this here, this doing this, this was not my idea. I had other plans. Trust me. And I'll be honest. I probably wasted some time because I wasn't willing to listen to God's plan and His purpose for my life. And His plan, listen, His plan and His purposes have cost me things. But I, I wouldn't trade it for anything because I'm where God wants me to be. Because sometimes you just got to listen. 
So sometimes we're hearing it, we just don't want to hear it. But we can open ourselves up to that. Another one, Proverbs 1.5. Proverbs 1.5, it says this, Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance. What does that mean? When we listen, we open ourselves up to an increase of wisdom and discernment. Now listen to where this is saying. It says, let the wise listen. It's not saying let the dumb listen. It's saying basically, wherever you're at in wisdom, you can get more. Wherever you're at in discernment, you can get more. Wherever you are when it's coming to guidance, you can get more. God's not going to look at you at any time in your life and say, you know what? You've heard all I've got to say. You've got all the wisdom you need. And so no matter where you are, there's always more. I mean, that's a great thing. That we'll never be able to basically come to God and go, God, I got it all. I figured it all out. God's unsearchable in so many ways. And he's great in all so many ways that God's never going to get to the point where we're going to go, okay, we got it. So no matter where you are, get some more. Listen, I don't know about you. I could use some more wisdom. I could use some more discernment. I could use some more guidance. Go get more. How do you get it? You listen. The wise listen. So many of us, we want more guidance. We want more discernment. We want more wisdom, but we're not willing to listen. And again, I know through God's word and I know through others, but specifically this morning, through the whisper of God to your own heart, he wants to increase those things. Just a couple more. Psalms 81. There's a lot more benefits, trust me, but uh, we're just doing a couple. Psalms 81.8. It says, listen to me, O my people, while I give you stern warnings. O Israel, if you would only listen to me. Now, just so you know, like these words here, like there's some passion behind them. Okay, please understand, God has emotion that he can bring forth. God is not uh, some statue, some, you know, this is not, God's not saying, listen to me, oh my people, while I give you stern warnings, oh Israel, if you would only listen to me. It's not what God is saying. There's a passion, there's a desire. Remember when Jesus is looking over Jerusalem and he begins to weep? He says, oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How many times I just I wish I could just gather you together like a like a mother hen would gather its chicks. God has a passion for you folks. He desperately desperately loves you. And look what he's saying here. He's, listen to me. Oh my people. Listen to what he's saying. He's not saying listen to me those that don't know me. He's not saying listen to me Syria. He's not saying listen to me Babylon. He's saying listen to me Israel. His people. That's you and me. We've been adopted in. He said, if you would only listen to me. Yes, I'm going to give you some stern warnings. Well, you listen to me. But listen, listen. When we listen, we open ourselves up to avoiding unnecessary consequences and pitfalls in our lives. Think about your own normal human life. How many times do you sit there and think, if I had just listened... I've said this many, many times. It's amazing how smart my parents have gotten as I have gotten older. 
Because I'm sure, you know, when they were, when, listen, I don't know how it happened, but when I was in high school, when I was a teenager, my parents were the dumbest people on the planet. They were. They were the dumbest people on the planet. I, 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 I was shocked that, that the government let them drive a car. I mean, you know, like, seriously. But it's funny. It's like, as I've gotten older, they've gotten smarter and smarter. And then something crazy happened. I, Jim, I had a son. And they got even smarter. Hmm. Hmm. And I've thought, man, there have been so many pitfalls and so unnecessary things that have happened in my life. Man, I just wish I'd listened. Spiritually speaking, I say the same exact thing. Man, if I just listened to God. If I just listened to him. And here's the thing that God is, listen, there are going to be consequences to our sin and to our actions. But I'm so grateful that even in those, God can turn them around and use them for good. But here's the deal. I'd rather learn the easy way instead of learn the hard way. But so many of us do. And God is pleading with you. He said, will you please just listen to me? If you'll listen to me, some of the things that you, you know, we don't have to deal with, you don't have to face, you don't have to go through some hard moments, some difficult moments. And, and let's kind of, can we be honest for a second? There's a lot of times where myself and others will sit there and complain about God and situations that he, quote unquote, has allowed in our lives. When quite honestly, it's our choices that brought them about. And if we had just listened to God or his word, we never would have experienced them. And again, God will use them. God always does. But I want to avoid some of those things if I can. And we can do it by listening. The last one, we're going to go back to Isaiah 55 because there's a very important thing here at the end of verse number three. He says, give ear, open your ears, listen wide and come to me. And then he says, listen that you may live. It's interesting here that what God is making a, a connection to is the idea of listening and life. When we listen, we open ourselves up to receive a full, abundant, fulfilling life. One of the things I was focused on as a youth pastor, and hopefully I continue to focus in on as a lead pastor... Because with teenagers, they would so easily get caught up with basically the, the rules. And, and God, well, God, God doesn't want me to do this. And God doesn't want me to do that. And, and why doesn't God want me to do this? And why, well, God doesn't want me to have fun or whatever it might be or, or all these things. And, and I would try to help them understand. Listen, listen, when we listen to God, when we do what he wants, it's not restricting. It actually brings freedom. It actually brings an abundant, fulfilled life. And the enemy loves to lie to us and says, oh boy, God, you're, God, your God is so restricting. Your God keeps you from doing all these sort of things. And what's crazy is when I actually agree with him and I go out and do the things that God says no to do, it destroys my life. Destroys it. But when I say, you know what, God, you know best. I'll follow your commands. I'll do what your word says. It's amazing the full and abundant life that comes from those things. And so many of us, we need to understand that listening has a lot to do with the life and the full life that God wants to give you and me. And we miss it because we've stopped listening. We've closed our ears instead of opened them. And because of that, we've missed the call 
and the leading of God. We've missed our purpose. We've missed our calling. We've missed the direction and the correction and the care. We've missed the discernment, the wisdom that God wants to have for us. But, but, your ears are still working. It's not over yet. And although maybe you're a good listener or maybe you're a poor listener, today as we accept God's invitation, I believe that God wants to take us to a new level of listening, a new understanding, so that all these benefits and literally hundreds more can be a part of our life and a part of who we are so that we can have a life that listens intently and cultivates sensitivity to God's Word, both through His Scripture Word through others, and through God himself. When I was a child, one of my stories I remember seeing on the flannel board, no matter, you know, how old you were, you know, when the flannel board would come out, you know, in Sunday school, was the story of Samuel. Samuel was a prophet in the Old Testament, and Samuel was, was, was quite a guy, and we hear about Samuel's story in 1 Samuel 1, and his mother, and and Hannah and how she didn't have a son and she prayed to God, will you give me a son? She says, if you'll give me a son, I'll, I'll give him right back to you, which is just an amazing uh, heart and an amazing woman, you know. And God does. And guess the, the, the son that, that she gets is, is Samuel. And so Samuel stays some time with his family, but Hannah keeps her promise. I mean, I, I can't imagine. And so Hannah takes Samuel to the temple and at this time, there was a priest, a high priest there. His name was Eli. And Samuel, Scripture tells us, basically helped around the temple. or the, It wasn't the temple at the time, but the tent of meeting. And, and helped Eli and things of that nature. And so that's kind of been his life for a little while. And the story kind of picks up in 1 Samuel 3, where, where Samuel has, has kind of gone to bed. And, and I've always loved this story because it's such a, it's just such a, we see such a heart of God in this. I love God's heart in this story. And basically, as he's trying to get some sleep, God speaks to him. He says, Samuel. Samuel being a good little guy, he jumps up, you know, and he runs into the priest to see Eli. And he says, hey, Eli, what's up? You know, what do you need? Can I help with something? And Eli's like, no, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So he goes back to bed. Second time, Samuel. Up he goes, runs into Eli. Eli, what, what can I do for you, man? Is everything okay? You know, do you need anything? He says, no, I'm, I'm fine. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Third time, Samuel. He gets up a third time. He, you'd think at some point Samuel would get this, you know. He runs into Eli. Eli says, wait a minute. He says, I didn't call you, but... I think someone else is. Now, here's what's interesting about this story. And, and it's so easy. Listen, it's so easy to go, yeah, well, that's for Samuel. That's for God's prophet, but it's not for me. Don't believe the lie from the enemy. God's no respecter of persons. Listen, God called him, we're going to see, four times. He didn't stop calling after the first time. He didn't say, sorry, Samuel, you missed it. You're out of luck. I'll use someone else. 
he called him. So the third time that he's called, Eli finally realized what's going on. He basically says, hey, listen, man, the Lord's speaking to you. When you go back, I want you to respond this way. And that's kind of where we pick up the story here in 1 Samuel 3. In 1 Samuel 3, verse number 10, this is the fourth time, folks. The fourth time. And listen to what is said here. This is important. And some of us read over this and we miss it every time. The Lord came and stood there. Listen, I'm not going to, but I could do a message on that alone. The Lord came and stood there. Do you realize that we always have this thought in our minds that God's way, way far away, God's in heaven, and God's got to use a megaphone to get our attention because he's way over there and we're way down here. In this case and in our case, God came and stood there. God wants to get so close to you. He wants to come and stand in your situation and in your circumstances. He wants to come close to you so you can hear his whisper, so you can learn these things. And Samuel, and we see this, God comes and he stands there and he calls as the other times. You see, what's great about our God is he keeps on calling. God will call and he will call and he will call. I don't know about you, but if I was God, I'd call you a couple times and I'm like, you know what? I'm done with you. I'm tired of dealing with you. You won't listen. But God just keeps calling over and over and over. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. Speak, your servant's listening. And a lot of times, that's, you know, that's, oh, let's, let's just stop there. But listen, let's go to what it says at the very beginning of, first, or of, of chapter, or excuse me, of verse 11. And the Lord said to Samuel. The Lord didn't go, you know what, listen, dude, this was number four. <laughs> like, where have you been? Like, I don't know, like, Eli and I, but I don't think we sound too much alike. Samuel said, I'll listen. And God spoke. When you tell me God won't speak to me, I love you, and I mean this as with much love as I can muster, I will say back to you, then you are not listening. Because what we see here is when you go to God and say, speak, he'll speak. Because he wants to. Because he's invited you to listen to him. He says, speak, because I'm listening. For some of us, we have not understood the gravity and the life-changing things that God wants to do in our hearts, in our lives, when we listen. So listen, to kind of close all this quickly, I want to give you some homework for this week, okay? I want to give you some homework. Listen, we're in our 21 days of prayer and fasting. So, so this, I'm going to say something that's going to kind of just fit in with that and just go along with that. But I want you to do something for me, okay? If you will. For the next seven days, starting, starting tomorrow, okay? So start tomorrow, okay? Monday through Sunday, next week. I want you to do something. 
okay? Because sometimes we go, I want to listen, but I don't know how. I want to give you a very practical way to maybe help you with this because it is hard sometimes. There's a lot of noise, okay? And I want you to take 21 minutes, okay? 21 minutes, okay? So you got 21 minutes somewhere. Fine, 21 minutes. And for the first seven minutes, I want you to just to listen to things around you. Just listen, you know, just listen. Just listen to the, the, the car going down the street. Because here's the thing, like, like, we're just poor listeners altogether. I mean, we're, we're so distracted. So take the first seven minutes and just kind of begin this process. It's just kind of a process of quieting your heart. You know, just listen, just listen, you know. If, if your phone buzzes, let it buzz, you know, but just, just listen, okay? Just listen. Practice listening for seven minutes. Then for the next seven minutes, I want you to begin to start thinking in your heart about what you need from God, what you want to hear. What, maybe, maybe it's some, some, some things that you, you, know, you don't know, you know, should I take this job or that job or how should I handle this situation? Like begin, you don't need to necessarily speak them out loud. You can if you want. But just begin to let those things kind of begin to, 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 to kind of take over your thoughts a little bit. You know, these, those areas, okay? You know, God, I, I, you know, I really need some direction here. Don't, don't linger on it. Don't stay. Yeah, but just, just kind of let that kind of be your thoughts for the next seven minutes. Then for the last seven, so again, 21 minutes, break it into three, seven minutes apiece. For the last seven minutes, I want you to ask the Lord this question. Lord, what do you want to say to me in this moment? What do you want to say to me in this moment? And then listen. Just listen. I know it's hard. It's going to be really easy to get your mind kind of wander and think. But remember, you've already spent some time kind of getting your heart quiet so that you can listen. And, and that listening time, listen, it's not, okay, God, remember I asked you about, no, 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 no. God knows. <laughs> you've already thought about it. You've already prayed. You just be quiet and listen. Because I truly believe. Now listen, the first day it may be a little tough, but I believe as you continue this discipline in your life for the next seven days, I truly believe that God is going to speak very clearly to you. I believe there are some things that so many of you have been longing to hear God's wisdom on and his direction on and his words on, but you haven't heard, I believe very strongly, if you will take these seven days and you will ask God what he, what, basically, you know what you're saying? I'm here, Lord. Your servant's here. I'm listening. And let him speak. And listen, the first day you do it, maybe it doesn't, it doesn't go so well. It's okay. It's okay. It, it takes practice. Remember, you had to cultivate this sensitivity. Cultivate it. Okay? And then take, try again the next day. Work out it the next day. Do better the next day. Do it better the next day. Maybe you skip Wednesday. Things get busy and you miss it. Okay, it's all right. Go at it up Thursday. 21 minutes. Quiet your heart. Let God speak. Because I am convinced through his word, through my life and my experiences, that God has something to tell you. Let's listen and hear what he has to say. Let's all bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Let's close. Obviously, this morning, 
when we look at this invitation, there's, there's a lot here, and I get that. But if I could kind of just boil it down really quickly, and I will do it very quickly, I promise. The main thing here is that God has invited you to have community and communion with Him. He wants to speak to your heart. Yes, He will speak to you through His Word and do that probably the most often. Yes, He will use others to confirm His Word and confirm some things maybe that He's placed in your heart. But you know what I've found? A lot of people are completely content with that. They're fine with that. And you know what? God has so much more for you than that. In my, in my house, in a little, small, clear plastic shoebox, I have something. You know what I have? Love letters from my wife. Things she sent me, cards over the years. When we were dating and, you know, now that we've been married, you know, I, I have those still. And every once in a while, not very often, but every once in a while, I'll get those out and I'll read them. And they're special. They really are. Not when I was dating my wife, thankfully, I'd kind of grown out of this, but I do remember when I was younger. You were in school. Somebody would run up to you. You know, so-and-so likes you. Remember those? Remember that? <laughs> so-and-so likes you. And then you had to act like you either did or didn't. You know, it was just, you know, oh boy. And that was, that was special. That was great. But you know what? Love letters are great. God's word is amazing. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not belittling it in any way, shape, or form. It's great when someone else comes to us and says, you know, God loves you. God has a plan for you. God spoke to my heart and God's got you. God's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. Whatever that word can be. But there is something completely different, more intimate and more special when you're in the presence of that individual and they look you in the face and look you in the eyes and say from their own mouth, I love you. I've called you by name. You're mine. You are precious to me. I will lead you. I will guide you. I will direct you. I will give your life purpose and meaning and fulfillment. I will take care of you. You know, those things can be written in God's word and they're awesome and they're powerful and they're true. Someone else can share those words with us and they can encourage us and help us. But God also wants to tell you those things from his own mouth. He wants to speak those things to your heart. But we don't listen and we miss it. But just like God with Samuel, he calls out, he calls out, he calls out, waiting for us to listen. This morning, God's calling out to you. It doesn't matter how many times you've listened in the past. It doesn't matter how many times you haven't listened in the past. The invitation has been extended right now for you to listen, to hear God's heart for you, God's plan for you, God's purposes for you.
And the only thing I would say to you this morning is, will you please accept this invitation? Will you please listen to the God that loves you more than anything, who made a way for you where there wasn't a way to have a full, eternal, abundant life with Him? Listen, if there's anyone that has ever been worthy to listen to, it's the God that is extending an invitation to you right now to do so. Let's accept it together, okay? Let's, let's, let's take the 21 day, 21 minute challenge. Let's, let's, let's do that. Let's, 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 say, let's, let's be quiet for a little while and just say, God, what do you want to say to me? God, I'm listening. What, 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 what do you need to say to my heart? I'll prepare myself so that, that I'm humble and that I'm, I'm surrendered. I'll, I'll cultivate these things. I'll not let my desires or my things that I want to do or things that I want to experience get in the way of what you want to say. I just want to listen to you. I'm just going to listen right now. And I believe when we listen, God will speak. And it probably won't be in the fire. And it won't be in the wind. And it won't be in the earthquake, even though it can be at times. God will draw us close and speak in a whisper. Jesus, I pray that our ears are wide open to hear your whispers so that we can hear something that will change us from the inside out. Only you can do that. We need your words. We thank you for your word and how that can do it. We thank you for others who are obedient to your leading and hear your voice and speak and share those things. But God, I just feel very strongly that in the context of this morning and in the context of these 21 days, that you want to speak in a whisper to all of us. So help us to listen. We love you and we thank you. You're so good. And we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. All right. So remember, homework, okay? But good homework. Good homework, all right? So listen, thank you so much for being here. For those that are online, we love you. We miss you. We hope that you're doing well wherever you're at. For everybody else that's here, Let's head downstairs. We're going to celebrate Daniel and Christine and their new arrival, which is going to be here like soon. Wow. Amazing. And it's going to be great. So let's we're going to head downstairs and enjoy that time of celebration. So please join us. Everybody is welcome. Have a great week. And we'll see you at prayer on Wednesday night.